Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny pass of life. 8.30, take two. Uh, soaked, held on, and, uh, <laughs> and more, more to come. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so my phone is already freaking... Okay. Oh my goodness, it's already acting up. I'm putting it in my pocket, things are pushing on it because my pants are wet, so I'm gonna have to hold it. That's how committed I am to you guys. Or I could put it actually inside my rain jacket. So, so back on the Camino, definitely not that ominous, but uh, not the friendliest of skies, I could say, but no matter, you know. My socks, my shoes, my pants, all nice and drenched. Empapados uh, from the storm that was planned on landing on us. Oh my goodness, the vibes are beautiful. Anyway, I just passed a few minutes ago the, the option to Sotes, and then I'm uh, going to be arriving in Najera, more than likely in a couple of hours, and uh, we'll see. Today my goal is Granyan, which is around 43 kilometers, so we'll just see how, how the body feels. It's uh, a strong start for the first day, but it feels right somehow. So we shall see. So, my goodness, where do I start? Where do I start? So, yesterday morning... You know, after coming back, I tidied up a couple of things and then basically left the note to one hell because he wasn't back by 10 o'clock. And then I headed out to Logroño. Interesting enough, when I get to the bus station, the bus just arrived as I arrived. So I didn't have to wait, hopped in, you know, about 15, 20 minutes ride to get to Logroño. Then Raquel... You know, was asking me where I was going to get off the bus. I was going to go get off near the Spanish bank, Banco de España. And I asked the driver, and he was like, yes, I do. And it's like, I'll let you know. I said, great. And I'm like, sure. So I get dropped there. The guy, very nice, got off the bus, the driver, to show me where the other bus station was going to be for me to get back to Navarrete. You know, very, very nice. And... Uh, so I was like, what a nice omen. And then eventually I saw Raquel. And uh, so I spent the next, what, uh, five hours, I guess, with Raquel meandering through town, looking for a... Uh, hold on. I need to go pee again. Hold it to be in my one liter of tea is running right through me. So, uh, Ruta de la Mata Consejera. I don't know what that is, but, uh, oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. And so, uh, we got to a few stores. It was kind of funny because she took me to the stores, and as soon as I saw the store, I'm like, dude, they're not going to have what I need here. This is not that kind of a store. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because... She's been involved for the Camino for a while, but 
anyway, so we got around, joked a bunch, you know. She find me funny, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. If, like I said, she really, she might be a little smitten by me, if I had to guess. <laughs> and uh, eventually we got to this very nice place, and I knew from the from the front window that I'm like, yeah, escaparate, desde el escaparate. Yo lo sabía. I knew it, that it was going to be the place. It was a small store, you know, quite small, actually. Makes you wonder how with such a small inventory the guy can make a living, even more when it's specialty clothing. And so, you know, I kind of uh, went ask for a poncho and look at the rain gear. And of course, he had a poncho, it was around 50 euro, and it looked like it was going to be decent. I'm like, okay, looks like it's going to do the job. And then I went to look at the rain gear just in case, and they have Patagonia rain gear. So, and I look at this one, which looks very, very nice. I looked at the price tag, 750 euros. You know, I mean, like in, in dollars, it would have to be like around uh, between eight and nine hundred dollars. And I'm like, well, that can be. That's going to be a pricing mistake. You know, I mean, I have seen expensive gear, you know, like I've seen like a winter coat, you know, from Patagonia, which were around 500 and so, but that's, those are monsters, you know, for the cold and the snow and the rain and, you know, I mean, heavy duty, but that's just the rain gear. I'm like, it can't be. And it was, it was a top of the line, I guess some kind of new technology, you know, it's more resistant, the waterproofing treatment basically breathes better, and I just... Like, yes, unless you give me a Sherpa with it, there's no way I could ever justify spending $750 for rain gear. Anyway, but, but very nice talk with the guy. There's also like a GPS kind of a locator in the back of the jacket. So if you were to get lost in the wilderness, you could be tracked. An echolocator, I guess it's called. I'm not sure. Anyways, I talked to the guy that... They was under the jacket down the line, like 500 rain gear again. Just couldn't believe it. But there was this torrent shell, which is kind of a kind of a baseline Patagonia, but you have the armpit zipper, and and uh, it was like that's perfect. And it was around 100 euro, and it was on sale, and uh, and it was my size, my size. So in the end, I ended up choosing that over the poncho. Uh, So, for now, anyway, that's where that's at. So I had a night chat with a guy, and then we just walked around, went to a shoe place, because... Uh, hold on a second here. Am I supposed to... Oh, yeah, the Camino goes through here, okay. Uh, oh, Ventosa, that is a Ventosa. Uh, okay, the tour. Yeah, and I definitely want to go through here. <coughs> And so, uh, we met a f somebody she knew, worked at the library. Uh, hold on a second, went to this patisserie, um, pastry shop run by an Argentinian. Very nice exchange, gave us a couple of things, treats, as we... Uh, anyway, I bought a little lemon tart, but very, very generous, very, very nice. And, oh yeah, sorry. So, I knew what I was going to say. 
So she bought those expensive pair of shoes and basically saying she's saying the soul, the outer soul is already worn out. And I'm like, well, you know, you're going to have two kinds of soles, at least two kinds. The one with the softer rubber, which gives you better traction, but they wear out faster, you know, and then the one with harder rubber, and then the caoutchouc. And those, you know, wear out longer, but they don't give you as good of a traction. Kind of like running shoes, you know, are better, but they cost you more. And basically, I was like, but you know, you could resolve them. And I don't know why she never heard of that. So we found this uh, shoe place, and then basically they could do it there, you know, around 40, 50 euro. You know, if you spend uh, that much for a pair of shoes and you like it, and it's in very good condition, then why not? So anyway, so we had that kind of a interesting guy. I forgot he's been there 30 years, I think. Forgot a long time. Very cute. So me being quite uh, exuberant, uh, extroverted, a smart ass yesterday. And of course, I had my little audience with her. And uh, and then there was this place. He was thinking of taking me. And I'm like, okay, let's go there. You know, it was kind of typical... Uh, uh, food, and I guess I have to say, you know, uh, I think the place that people seem to take me, that they seem to value, I am not impressed. You know, I just as far as a paying customer, I am just not impressed. But it was nice. I got patatas a la riojanas, and then kind of fish, and then uh, like an apple tart, and it was okay. I'm just, just, just not like uh, some of what I hear people saying about food. And I'm sure there are places where, but uh, I think I'm getting past all of that. You know, it's just, uh, it was okay, it's a potato, the, the Riojana, las patatas a la Riojana. Uh, they were nice, but it was just not like, not amazing from what I can tell. Anywho, but we spent a, quite a while there, then we walked, and then we had a drink right across from the cathedral in a nice terrace with under trees, and uh, talked for a while, and uh, you know, about her love life, she's been sick lately, and about the, this thing that she's been dealing with family and inheritance, and, uh, and I kind of told her, so just, just so that you know, you know. You seem to have it all squared away, you know, all black and white. It's easy, I'm right, they're wrong. It really works out that way. And, uh, you know, and the idea of that, this is what I'm going to do, and then it's going to be right, everything will be solved. I'm like, I'm not sure that that's necessarily going to be the truth. And it doesn't matter what the lawyer tells you, you know, from there, and it's pretty black and white. Or then they will have a reason as to why it didn't happen. But really declare that you really want to go into battle. And if you do, God bless. You know, enjoy. Really declare that you want that. And, uh, but she's really, really, really into that stuff. And, you know, and fair enough, you know, I understand. Uh, but I'm like, ugh, to me it just sounds so toxic. Toxic. So, as a friend, you know, I basically, uh, well, share my two cents. 
so, you know, and then they came there. We back to the car, the bus station. As we pulled in, the bus was pulling in, and it was my bus. So, say goodbye. And, uh, who knows? You know, if I end up seeing her again. But uh, that was that. Walked my way back to to the albergue. There was a pilgrim outside. Greeted him, Philip from Belgium. Spoke a couple of minutes. Went in. There was Jack, a French pilgrim, on the inside. You know, kind of greeted him and then give a hug to Angel, who was making the paella. Because it was, uh, well, I guess maybe it was later than I think. It must have been five something, so maybe it was around six hours. Yeah, actually, it was almost actually over six hours. It was with uh, uh, Raquel in Logroño. It was very, very nice. Beautiful day. It got a little warm, but it was really a great day in, in Logroño. And so, after a couple of exchanges, went to the shower, settled. Eventually, we settled the, the whole bookkeeping, you know, a couple of things that kind of like corrected. You'll be like, well, that is it. I'm not sure where you get that figure, but that's not right. So, it's good. All in all, everything is done, squared away, you know. And then we're from that, you know, we're going to go to El Deportivo. Interesting uh, photos. And then we got dinner. So I joined the pilgrims, but I had my pasta, so that's what I ate with them. And uh, <coughs> I don't know why I'm didn't realize there were cuajadas in the fridge that were left. And so I was so happy because they didn't have anything to keep them for dessert. And uh, <laughs> I guess it was okay with that. Uh, and, uh, and so I ate with the guys and we chatted. Cuajada came in, and how do you make it? When they find out, you know, I just had been hospitalero here, which is kind of curious and very light and light conversation. You know, I guess it's a whole communal dinner, very, very nice. And, uh, and then <laughs> the conversation took a weird turn. So this guy, Jack, is retired. Really liked the Camino. Uh, did uh, two months, I guess, so never the last time from Lutri to, no, not from Lutri, from Fijac. And then uh, really enjoyed it. Again, and, and was just talking, it was nice. And it was kind of a strong presence in the conversation. And he was kind of a spokesperson at times. He was speaking for other people, which was very interesting. But then we started to talk about him as a snorer, and he decided to buy a tent, you know, carry six more pounds or so, you know, to convenience of people. And normally he would go camping because he knew that he was a bad snorer, and you know, which is an interesting dilemma, you know, to be something that you don't know what to do about, and uh, that you have the right and access to that place. But at the same time, knowing that what you're going to do is going to be annoying to other people. And so I started to kind of talk about that. And then uh, Christine, the French woman from Medellin, so from, uh, from Bordeaux, from near Bordeaux, that's where the airport is, 
he kind of shut her up and basically expressed being upset with her because when he arrived, she basically made a joke, a very light joke about him being a snorer. I said, oh my goodness, he's coming in, you're going to be snoring. And basically, he got his feelings hurt, but it just flew off the handle. I mean, it was ridiculous. And he got louder and louder and unreasonable, irrational, didn't want to hear what she had to say or whatever. I uh, wasn't quite sure. I was thinking of like basically trying to overcome him and being like, dude, go away or shut the fuck up. What are you doing? And I mean, then this woman is like in her 70s, the French woman, very soft spoken, and it was just ridiculous. It didn't make any sense what was going on. So there was no justification. Even if, let's say, she had really, see, uh, really said things hurtful, it still didn't make sense. It didn't justify him behaving that way. He was being a dick, a douchebag. And basically ended up calling her a little woman. Kind of ironic, she's quite tall. And then he walked off. And uh, and then there was the end of that. And then, uh, then I signed that from uh, Angel because I was like, hey, maybe, uh, you know, get this guy in a private room. But basically, you already had offered it to him. It was like, if nobody takes it, you know, then you're welcome to go in there because he told him that he was a snore. And then Angel wanted to, wanted to kind of know about the details. And I was kind of like, well, you know, this is kind of a gross picture, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't explain what happened. The guy just lost it for whatever reason, whatever baggage he's uh, carrying. It didn't have anything to do with uh, Marie Christine. Hold on, I'm putting my. Look like we got rain again. So that was interesting, and then she was basically all shooken up and being like, Did I do that something I said? Did I do? I just don't understand. And I was like, No, it's nothing you did. <laughs> it's him. It's him, and you just. Uh, you wear the. You wear this place at this time, and then you took it. So you, it was, it was a weird gift coming your way there. That was a weird bit of pill. And then I was like, you know, are you going to be okay? What do you need? And she didn't feel good about being, you know, even though it was going to be in a private room, but being in the same space. And I'm like, well, if you want, you know, you can come down. I have three little bed here, bunk bed. Sorry, not little bed. Uh, you know, I can clear one and you can, you can use it. And she came down, basically. And so she slept in my place. And it was interesting because I had not packed. And uh, then we ended up going with uh, Angel. And normally what I would have done, I would have shoved everything in my pack. So in the morning when I got up, I would just drag my pack out and that'd be it. I, didn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wake her up. But I didn't do that. Then we ended up going to... Uh, to El Deportivo, Degonia was there, chatted with us a couple of times, and uh, you know, took a sparkling water and had a couple of beer. He brought us a uh, um, tapas, and uh, and when I got back, it was after ten, and uh, basically there was there's no way I'm going to pack now. It's too late. She's sleeping, and so I'm like, well. Here's what I'll do. I'll get up, you know, I'll get up at five in the morning, bring bring my basic stuff out to do my breakfast and my reading and my yoga. And uh, 
Hold on a second, switch it on side. And then I'll pack like you know, between 6, 6.30. Another yes. And then, uh, and then that will be fine. You know, by 6.30, I won't feel as bad about packing my stuff. And, uh, and as it turned out, she was basically up when I got up this morning. By the time I got done with my routine, which was quite short, you know, terminal routine, uh, so I started to pack and ask how she was doing. She didn't sleep well, of course. She didn't sleep well. And uh, la mielleria. Oh, mielleria. Well, they make honey. Okay, I didn't see that on the way out. And so, basically, like, I was kind of thinking about her, and I was like, well, let me just offer to her, you know, in case she wants. Uh, let me see here. Nachera. Uh, Oh, hold on a second. Ah, okay, okay. So we're actually not going to go to Nahera. All right. Cafe Bar de Sayuno. So. <coughs> uh, and basically, I was like, would you like for me to walk with you? Because initially, I was like, well, why don't you walk with uh, Philippe, the Belgian guy? But she was like, well, I don't want to. You know, he looks like he's walking with uh, uh, Jack, the other the guy. They got pissed. And I don't want to break, you know, their, their Camino, the connection, which I understood. And I was like, well, you know, you could go to the, the bar by the church and maybe find somebody there and ask to walk with them. And then I was like, well, why don't I just offer her, you know, my companionship? And uh, yeah, if somehow we were to see him again and he was trying something, then I would definitely intervene. I was like, okay, that's it. And so she basically accepted. So I was like, well, you know, get yourself ready. And then when you're ready, we'll go. I'll be ready, ready for you. And so, you know, chatted with Philippe, the Belgium guy. Then I forgot his name. There was a guy from Barcelona. And uh, chatted around and waited for her. And she basically got ready. She's very light. The packing, she... She has, she has down to a nice science, good for her. And we started to walk, and then the thunder, <laughs> it started to thunder. Uh, the thunder broke, and uh, yeah, it looked like we were going to get it. And so basically, as we arrived, as we near the church, she was like, you know what, you go, Anthony, I'm going to stop here at the cafe. So maybe she was thinking of not uh, going on, on. I don't know. And I asked her, I said, are you sure? And she was like, yeah, like, okay, give her a kiss. And I was like, take care. And so, what an interesting change, you know, I was thinking, well, interesting. So here I'm going to be walking this woman, you know, and, you know, she was looking at going to Najera, which is about 17K in one day, you know, which is something that I will do like in, in about three and a half hours. And, uh, at a completely different pace, but I'm like, you know what, so be it, beautiful. That's, you know, it's what happened, that's more important. And so what, if I don't make it to Granion, it's not like I'm in a rush anyway. I don't have a schedule, so, okay, let's go with it. And so I kept going. And then started to hell and rain. I got drenched in like a couple of minutes. 
and uh, again, I don't know if you can hear it, but the rain picked up again. And uh, and so, yeah, so I, did, I kind of stayed with the rain, basically. I was like, I don't want to get plugged in until they get done. And we got a lull for, for a little while, you know, where it's just stopped raining. And uh, now it kind of looks like uh, I, 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 interesting name. It's a vineyard, I guess. Una bodega. Oh, be careful. Yeah, this is going to be a slippery day for me on smooth surfaces. The shoes are okay, but they are, after all, they have like about 1,600 or 1,600 kilometers under them. So, anywho. So, that was kind of my uh, closing chapter. So, you know, and actually, in the end, I realized there was no, it didn't make any sense to tell Angel that, uh, you know, if I was to come back, those would be the terms, you know, this formula. It was fine for this first thing, you know, it was kind of a trial run, but this definitely would not be acceptable. And, uh, yeah, I was like, let's just stay with that. And we had a nice chat at uh, El Deportivo, you know. Talking a little bit about, uh, as he shared a little bit about him, so interesting, he opened a little bit. And so, you know, basically, Rory was quite happy with, uh, you know, how I did it. He also actually, you know, he heeded my message about micromanagement, you know, how I don't like that. And basically, I kind of backed off, and uh, yeah, it was like it was the first time he had so much time off, he was able to kind of let go. So... And, uh, and at one point, you know, it's talking about basically all the things that he's looking at working on. So uh, basically, having to generate, of course, as much income as he can. So, you know, and it's, of course, it's his albergue. And uh, everything is good. And, uh, and of course, saying, you know, I'm here, you know. And so basically, the door is open, you know. Of course, I don't know if the same door will be open once or if you find out my condition unless something happens to where you know i change my mind i'm not sure what it would take uh because i think symbolically to hold my ground and my truth in terms of yeah this is my value this is what i'm worth and uh and if not then that's okay moving on so <coughs> Oh, and something cute too, because when doing the bookkeeping, you know, as everything gets done, and it was like, oh, dude, there is uh, the olive stuff is forgotten because we got this big bucket of olives in the brine, and half of it was left, and I think it was around a 20 or so euro, maybe, yeah, at least that, that it was for that. And uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, you're right. And he ended up giving me 50, which was like, well, that's not... Uh, that's not that. I was like, well, think of it as half of for your raincoat. It was kind of a nice gift, a nice little gesture, symbolic gesture, kind of like a tip. So, which I gladly accepted. So, <laughs> so all in all, I think I'm left with basically a little over 3,000 euros. So, uh, you know, for three months and... Uh, 
it is more. I was thinking around 2000, I would be making. Uh, and uh, so it was, it has been a great experience. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that one is in my ring gear. So I'm really grateful for it. And uh, you know, let's see what's gonna happen here. Let's see how, you know, how strong, it doesn't matter, but you know, let, let's see if my body, you know, is up for 30 to 40 k, or if uh, I'm going to become a little more mellow and realizing, no, I want to sleep a little more, you know, maybe leave a little later and just not, not covering such ground. So we'll see how that goes. <coughs> so today's Saturday. I haven't, of course I haven't called it, but I think this place will be fine anyway. And, uh, and for Sunday, anyway, I don't even know after, I haven't even looked. But that's part of the fun, you know, every day after you arrive, kind of looking at what's out there and what will I be doing tomorrow. So I'll figure that out. I also talked to, I think I may, I may have mentioned the French guy, the Canadian guy two days ago, mentioned about this place in Burgos where he stayed. And it was again a communal dinner and breakfast. And I think I'm actually going to stay there. I would normally not stay in Burgos, but I think I will. So, which is fine anyway, because it's about 104 from Navarrete. So that'll be about, uh, I guess about 60K between tomorrow and uh, Monday, I guess, for Burgos. So I will, uh, I will more than likely uh, stay there. And then tomorrow, I have no idea. I don't even know what's out there. I don't remember. So, so that is for that. So here I am back on the Camino. Pilar, I think today is going for boy to uh, Madrid. Or tomorrow, I forgot. And then she'll go back, I think, to Jamilena. So get a few back and forth. No, I have not heard anything from Jenny. And as you know, I've deleted everything, so definitely would not. The genesis of a reconnection would come from her, not from me. That's definitely that part is done. And uh, I have deleted Tinder again, kind of a hate and love relationship with this one. And uh, I think as we are, you know, nearing the end of summer, for sure, on a day like today. You know, it's so gray and rainy, it doesn't feel like summer. So I think the the passions are going to abate. <laughs> and my interest, you know, in exploring that might just be relegated to the backseat or delegated, I guess. You would say delegated, right? And uh, yes, yeah, so tonight's going to be walking. I mean, curious to see if I have a... Uh, some interesting encounters, kind of thinking about, uh, you know, maybe being kind of quieter and just kind of being open, you know, basically put myself in the living area and and then just be with people and kind of letting, you know, just me being there and not looking at doing the ice breaking and yeah, just kind of uh, possibly with all the people actually I might. You know, try to engage. Oh, well, dinner will be different, but 
yeah, I have the feeling I'm going to become quiet, but I'm not going in silence. I'm going to also chew on the, the idea of contacting uh, Saint-Martin de Ligugé, you know, by saying about maybe spending the winter there, if there was a place somehow, you know, if there was a need, you know, for somebody to be there to help them out, you know, I could see myself and possibly Sarance as well. So we'll see, we'll see if uh, Stefan from Germany, you know, if he ended up contacting me, because again, I have, uh, he has my contact, but, you know, pretty much, I'm kind of done being the one to do a initiation. I'm like, here I am, if you want to, but that will be up to you, you know. I have done enough of that in my life, and I'm just not, it's just not me anymore. Anyhow, so here we are here, in a beautiful, uh, well, look at that, there is a link to a shelter. I'm going to stop right there for a minute to stop the podcast, and, uh, and then pee again, and, uh, and then to go on on my Camino. So, more than likely in about an hour and a half, I'll be in Najera. Oh, shit. Oh, voila. What? No, that's not going to work. There is somebody there, and I actually a smoker, too. And I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not interested in that. So, my friend, I wish you a beautiful day. Make sure I don't fall here. It's very muddy. Muddy, muddy, muddy. Red mud. Looks like good mud for growing things. So, have a beautiful day wherever you are. One Camino, and, uh, well, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to each other soon.